Now today's federal newscast. I'm Terry Wing. Federal employees returned to work today after President Trump signed off on a three-week continuing resolution last night ending the three-day government shutdown. The measure keeps the government running through February 8th. It also grants federal employees back pay and ensures that they'll get paid during any future lapses in appropriations in this fiscal year. Congress still has to negotiate a deal on immigration and border security and spending limits for both defense and civilian agencies. As a legal matter, the government shutdown may be over, but as a practical matter, getting an organization as large as the Defense Department back to full operating status is going to take some time. More from Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu. Just after the president signed a bill to fund the government for another three weeks, the Defense Finance and Accounting Service issued a message saying it was aware of the action, but that military members would have to wait for more information about how the shutdown will affect the timing of their pay and benefits. Meanwhile, after many organizations spent many hours yesterday conducting shutdown procedures, it could take several hours more before workers are back on the job. Employees in some locations won't return until up to 12 hours after they've received an official notification from their supervisors to resume their work. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Army may be increasing its total workforce in Afghanistan by 1,000 troops, according to the Washington Post. There are already 14,000 troops in Afghanistan. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis still has to sign off on the bump. The extra troops will be part of a broader strategy to hit the Taliban during the upcoming fighting season. House Majority Whip Steve Scalise returned to the Capitol on Monday after the latest in a series of operations required for surgeries that he suffered during a shooting rampage at a baseball practice last June. Scalise told reporters he was feeling great and glad to be back at work in time to vote on ending the government shutdown. The State Department must answer for a career senior executive accused of multiple instances of harassment. More now from Tom Timmon in today's management report. Maryland Representative Elijah Cummings asks Secretary of State Rex Tillerson for details about the SCS member and the allegations against him. Lower-level employees accuse the person of brutalizing female and minority staff, creating a climate of fear, and causing daily humiliation and denigration. They also allege that repeated complaints to higher-ups in state have produced no action. I'm Tom Temin. Two top lawmakers on the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee want answers on last week's Metro train derailment. Chairman Trey Gowdy and Ranking Member Elijah Cummings wrote to the Washington Metropolitan Area Transportation Authority last Friday requesting more information on the Red Line train's derailment. Lawmakers questioned how a cracked rail passed multiple inspections and why crews had trouble communicating with their radio equipment. Gowdy and Cummings expect a response before the end of the month. An Ohio man is pled guilty after ramming a dump truck through the gates of the FBI's field office in Pittsburgh. 49-year-old Thomas Ross pled guilty Monday to reduce charges of fleeing and eluding and simple assault. He was sentenced to 5 to 10 months. He still faces federal charges of destruction of government property. Authorities say the crash, which happened in July 2016, caused $350,000 worth of damage. Congressman Benny Thompson reminds DHS that agencies are only as strong as their weakest cyberlink. A senior House Homeland Security Committee lawmaker is pressing the Homeland Security Department for more information about the progress agencies are making in removing Kaspersky lab products and software from their networks. Mississippi Democrat Benny Thompson sends DHS a letter wanting answers to eight questions about whether the Russian-based company is a threat to federal systems. Among the topics Thompson wants more details about are if DHS has any conclusive evidence that agencies lost data due to Kaspersky and if there's a security threat posed by Kaspersky code embedded in other products. Thompson requests answers by February 1st. I'm Jason Miller. 
Find these stories on federalnewsradio.com, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes, and follow us at Federal Newscast on Twitter.